Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited about part two. (laughs) We're like just talking machines today. I know. There's so much to cover though. Like when I was doing all my notes and things, I was like, wow, you know, there really is a lot to boundaries. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great episode. But then the more we got to talking, I was like, oh, hell, this is going to be a two-parter for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I don't feel like it was redundant. I don't feel like it was boring, like it was all pertinent and it was all good information. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's get back to talking some more about our feelings and how to separate our feelings and our stuff from other people's feelings and their stuff. Right. Because boundaries are so important. It's like really setting that limit or that edge that helps us with sort of our safe expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, interpersonally, but also. So it was, we saw last week in our episode that one of those safe boundaries was boundaries within ourselves. It's like our own internal security system. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wouldn't that freak people out if we start making that sound when they crossed our boundaries? <laughs> like She's walking through the store and she's like, oh, I should get this and I should get this. And then all of a sudden we're like, eh, 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 <laughs> as we go to pick up the third item. <laughs> yep. My own internal boundaries. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Flashing lights over our heads. <laughs> so, but you know, one thing about setting these boundaries, though, it, it, we're joking and laughing, but it really is important um, to do this, to monitor your own stress levels, to keep your own body and take care of your own self, to practice self-care, to keep your production of cortisol, the stress hormone down, keep it level and just protect our mental well-being. Yeah, 100%. Like we talked about in the list of advantages, and this is, might be the great place to put this is, you know, according to positivepsychology.com, this is good for your mental health. This is good for your emotional health. This is good for people to develop autonomy, to be able to say, no, this is me. These are my decisions. This is my truth. This is my voice, right? To also develop our identity as that nope here as role as mother this is what my boundary is if I say please be home at midnight I mean please be home at midnight right Mm -hmm. or it also helps with burnout like if we're constantly going past our own boundary or we're constantly allowing people in past our boundary eventually this is going to cause burnout so we're helping to avoid burnout and we're hoping to influence all of our relationships and our behaviors within our relationships. So there's like so many advantages really to having safe, healthy boundaries, whether it like you and I talked about, whether it's with your children, whether it's with your spouse, whether it's Mm -hmm. with your friends, your coworkers, like whatever the situation, safe, healthy boundaries is going to help you stay healthier. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you have a list of the how to set a boundary. I do. And this is 10 ways to set and maintain good boundaries. And again, like we mentioned last time, Tanya are, and I are not psychologists, but I did get this from uh, Psych Central and I loved it. And it are some things that I think that we both probably practice in setting boundaries. And so a lot of times, if you're not really sure about how to go about creating boundaries or holding up existing boundaries, here are just some things that you might try. Um, enjoy some self-reflection. So to successfully introduce and set boundaries, it's important to understand why they're important to you and how they're going to benefit your emotional well-being. Because you can't set a boundary just because you think it sounds like a good thing to do. You need to understand the how and the why. And so you really want to take some time to be your own detective of your own psychology, your own self, so you can understand um, why you want to do that because so often stuff happens to people and they feel uncomfortable if they're not really sure why. So the first step to setting a healthy boundary is to explore why what's happening to you when that boundary is crossed. The second one is to start small. You don't have many boundaries. If you don't have a lot of boundaries in place already, the prospect of introducing more might seem overwhelming. So you just want to build them slow and doing so allows you to take things at a comfortable pace and provide time to reflect on whether it's heading in the right direction because you don't want to come up with a list of 30 things and go, okay, these are all my boundaries and you must and send that out to everyone in your family and go, you must all follow these. Yeah. Because... And you also don't want to be like, oh, well, Susie has this boundary. So I want that boundary too. <laughs> Right, because it it, does it apply for you. Maybe it does, and then Mm -hmm. and maybe that works, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it needs to be altered or modified a little bit for you, Mm -hmm. or a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so really get into yourself and really think and. And I hate to say this because it sounds almost judgy, but really think for yourself. Don't get into the group think mindset. And just because you read an incredible book that talks about X, Y, Z, don't just adapt, you know, adopt anything that someone else had, like Tanya just said. So kind of understand your whys. Set the boundaries early. Sometimes it can be really hard to start uh, putting boundaries in, especially in pre-existing relationships. So if you can put boundaries straight away, it's easier to work with. So you can't be in a relationship for five years and then all of a sudden start putting a boundary in. That's really, really hard. And that's just doomed to failure. It can be super confusing and unless you like communicate it well and you're clear, like I understand that I have not had this boundary for the first five years of our relationship, but this is what happened because I didn't have a safe boundary. And I'm hoping that if I incorporate this new boundary, it will actually help to strengthen us, Mm -hmm. right? So you also have to be very clear about how you define it if you are changing the rules of the game per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love how you said that because, you know, and a lot of times people don't know that they need a boundary mm-hmm. until later on. So I don't want anyone to listen to this and go, well, that's stupid. I didn't know I needed a boundary until XYZ happened or until this you know, changed in my life. Yeah. But you do have to give the people in your life a little bit of adjustment, a little bit of 
Yeah. And so, but so letting those come in as early as you can, and mm-hmm. then you want to be consistent. Uh, letting boundaries slide can lead to confusion and encourage new expectations and demands on those around around you. So try to keep things consistent and steady, and that helps you to reinforce your original thresholds and beliefs, and it ensures those lines remain clearly established. Because it's really hard if you're wishy-washy with things like, well, this boundary is good for today, but next week, maybe not so much so. Yeah. yeah. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, (laughs) but on Mondays and Wednesdays now. And, and again, I, I say that in jest because, you know, Kat and I both know, like we have boundaries that are specific to a day. Like we tell our friends and our family, Hey, Tuesdays between two and four or three and five, we're recording, please leave us alone. But you know, we don't have that same boundary on other days, but I mean, there are times and places where certain things can be specific, but we are Mm. consistent. It's like, Hey, it's every Tuesday. Like exactly the specificity of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fifth one is create a framework. So boundaries vary depending on the type of a relationship. However, if you find it helpful, there's no reason not to take a few base uh, to have a few basics in place that can be adapted accordingly. So you can literally create a framework. Now that sounds like you're going to become just riddled with boundaries, but again, go back to the first few, you know, but consider getting an hour to um, alone time. If you have a partner that you're wanting to work with these on and talk about different boundaries. So creating some kind of a framework that you can go from, uh, feel free to add extras. You know, you have boundaries in place, such as the workplace. You might want to keep those to a minimum, you know, colleagues will have some of their own in place and it's okay for you to add some boundaries in as well. Doing so can even enhance your performance because employees, um, there was an Austrian research that found that employees who introduced personal workspace boundaries felt more empowered. And I can definitely see that because they felt like they had a voice. Be aware of social media. That probably doesn't even need any explanation. These platforms allow for more communication than ever, but they've also encouraged some considerable boundary blurring. There's a lot of oversharing that happens on social media. A lot of things happen on social media that can, they bleed all over my boundaries. Now I'm going to just lay it out there. I'm always amazed that people feel like on social media, they can be mean or say mean things Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't normally say if they were right next to a person. Absolutely. And so I'm thinking to myself, so just because it's on, you know, my phone screen, it doesn't hurt as much as if you said it to me directly. Like, Mm -hmm. are you hiding behind the social Mm -hmm. media too? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of boundaries that get broken with social media. Yeah. Yeah. People, people are are not kind all the time on social media. And I, I agree with you. I don't understand why, because you're not seeing that person sitting in front of you that people feel like they can just literally trash all over everything. But anyway, so then then we have three more, three more. Talk, talk, talk is one. Communication is critical. We've talked about communication already, but it's critical in the world of boundaries, especially if someone is consistently oversteps your boundaries. While you might feel the need to raise your concerns, these discussions don't have to be confrontational. 
So it's all about communicating effectively. Be your biggest champion for boundaries. To have a strong foundation, you need to show yourself a bit of love. So be your own best champion when it comes to boundaries and then gain some perspective. Not having boundaries can be detrimental to our mental health, but going too far and overthinking them too much can also impact your own emotional well-being. So you can set up your rigid set of boundaries. You're in, you're going to not only drive everyone away from you, but you're going to hurt yourself as well. So just be, be very mindful when you decide to start setting boundaries. Yeah, I like that. So one of the things that I had read, and this kind of goes along with a couple of yours in the list of 10, but on the positivepsychology.com, it used this, it was kind of cool. It says how to to set one was be clear with mm-hmm. what that boundary is two is to state your need or your request in direct terms and i love this because i harp about this in teacher training all the time mm-hmm. using direct language as the need the desire without saying i want or i need right, right. because when we do this we alienate the other person's wants or needs mm-hmm. so when we're going to be doing this like the communication keeping it very direct language is also really cool So I thought that was really cool. And then also the third piece that it talks about besides being clear and stating it in direct terms is to also accept any discomfort that may come as a result and be willing to acknowledge that if you set this boundary, you might lose that relationship or that if you set this boundary, that they may be like, okay, fine. Well, if you don't want this, then you don't get this, this or this either. Right? Like, right. And you have to know and understand that you set a boundary and that might be a trigger for them. That might create something for them emotionally. It might feel like rejection to them. It might cause anger. It might cause grief. Like, so be able to sit within that space that when you set this boundary, if that person in front of you starts to cry and they're like, well, but right, like that you have to know and understand that your boundary might actually also cause them ache, right? Mm-hmm. The other person has their own set of boundaries. So you can set all the boundaries, your boundaries all day long, but you have to understand that other people have their own set of boundaries as well. And a lot of times we get so caught up in the me, 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 I, 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 my, 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 we forget about the feelings of other people. We forget about their boundaries and we can't just dismiss a group of people or a person and decide that their boundaries are not as valuable or their feelings are not as valuable as ours. So we have to remember others. Correct. Absolutely. And so being acknowledging that once you're clear and once you've stated it with direct language that you might feel uncomfortable with the results of the boundary you just created and that you either feel confident enough that this boundary is that important to you that you're willing to sit in that discomfort. And it could be, right? Sometimes setting boundaries is like you think about when a person is setting a a more final boundary, like maybe it's in the situation of 
a divorce where you're like, okay, we, we are, we are done now. And this is my boundary. Please do not communicate with me any longer. You communicate with my lawyer or whatever the situation is. Like I just use that as an example, Mm -hmm. that there might be some very hard times that follow, even though you know, it was the right boundary, but it might get uncomfortable. Right. And you know, when Tanya and I are talking about, uh, and we say setting boundary, you don't have to literally say, this is my boundary. You know, you just have to say, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. So, but, and I only address that because I have had people in the past that I have known that have said, that have said, you're crossing my boundary. And they constantly use that terminology. And that almost instantly will put up a wall of, I'm not going to hear you. And the other person will stick their fingers in their ear and they're like, la, 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 I can't hear you. So you want to be, if you want to be successful in getting people to accept your boundaries, also be mindful of how you present your boundaries to people. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it also depends on the situation. Like it might be something where you're like, nope, I'm sorry, but this is a hard line for me. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And so those are some of those things, right? You know, but so some examples you and I talked about, well, let's go through some examples. Okay. So one is decline what you don't want and feel confident in saying, no, thank you. Like I'm no, thank you. Somebody offers you something and you say, no, thank you. Well, you need to try this. No, I said, no, thank you. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Expressing your feelings responsibly. So again, this goes back to this is how I see it, how I feel it. It might not be how you see it or how you feel it, but I am expressing my, my vantage point. And when I'm done, then you may express your vantage point kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Talk about your experiences. Honestly, sometimes We've been in situations where we really want to make an impact. So maybe we exaggerate those emotions a little bit. So we really make an impact. But then we realize once we've done that, that that wasn't really our truth. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, wait, why did I have to put all that out there? Right. So being very careful to express yourself honestly. Right. Mm -hmm. And to reply in the moment. Sometimes it might be really tricky, but if something happens on Tuesday and then on Thursday they call you and they're like, hey, and you're like, yep, nope, sorry, you you crossed my boundary. They're like, wait, what did I do? And you're like, well, don't you remember last Tuesday, right? Yeah. Also be careful about timing. And maybe it's something comes up on Tuesday, but then you're like, ah, this has really got me, left me in a place. I need to think about this. And then if we can, can we come back and talk about it again later? That's okay, right? But you've already stated it. Like we need to talk about this, right? As opposed to just like, addressing the problem directly with the person. This isn't about going around. This isn't about talking to your friend's friend to have them tell your friend what your boundary is. Like this isn't also okay either, right? Talking to the person directly and then making your expectations clear, like defining like I I know and understand how you're feeling and I understand that you might not be able to honor this boundary right now, but I'm hoping that eventually you will get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Well, and you know, even from, from a yoga teacher standpoint, we do have to set boundaries with our students. And, you know, we don't necessarily need to come into a class and throw up every single thing that 
happened to us that day that didn't that didn't suit our little fancy, but because uh, our students aren't there for that. So we need to understand those boundaries, but then also the physical boundaries with our students. You know, we do a lot of, a lot of studios do a lot of physical hands-on touch, which is great, but you have to understand where someone's coming from and where they are. If some people don't want to be touched. And so even from a yoga teacher standpoint, you have to be aware of boundaries between you and the students and the students and you and respecting those without feeling judgment or without being feeling judged. Yeah, a hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. One last thing I want to cover before we get into book recommendations from the positivepsychology.com was another trick that they used was define it, communicate it, stay simple, and set consequences. Mm-hmm. And now not every boundary needs to have a consequence, but if you if this is a hard line for you, having a consequence can help. I use the example of if I ask you to be home by midnight, I expect you to be home by midnight. And if you're not home by midnight, this will be the consequence. Now, I get that you're not going to be putting consequences on, you know, your friends. But I use the other example of the timing at the studio, like class starts at 930. The door gets locked at 930. You arrive at 932. The consequences, you will not be coming into class because the door will be locked and the teacher will not be able to let you in. Mm -hmm. Right. But not every boundary will have a consequence. But if it is truly something that's important to you, there probably will be a consequence be clear about explaining mm-hmm. the consequence. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have some books to share? I do. I have two books. One is Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nedra Gover Tawab. It's T-A-W-W-A-B. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but uh, this book looks at what boundaries are, the cost of the boundaries to you. Uh, if you don't have healthy boundaries, it talks about um, why we don't have healthy boundaries, the types of boundaries, what violating boundaries looks like, communicating and identifying your boundaries, those blurred lines, making it plain. It even goes into trauma and boundaries and honoring boundaries and how to do the work of setting boundaries. And there is also a self-assessment quiz in this. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. There's another one called The Book of Boundaries by Melissa Urban. And the it has a lot of the same stuff from the first one. But the one thing I really liked about this one is it took a look at boundaries around food and alcohol and talk at the table. And I really love that. That's an interesting piece. And we could talk about boundaries probably every single week. But (laughs) And now we're moving into part three. I know. I was like, so we're not even going to get into the food and the alcohol and the talk around the table stuff. But that was an interesting part of that book that I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. Very cool. I have two books. I took mine down the energetic pathway. I think I've mentioned this book before, Energetic Boundaries by Cindy Dale. I love Cindy Dale in general. She, you know, is the author of our subtle body books and I just find them fascinating. So the energetic boundaries really follows that path of like chakra intelligence. And it also follows the path of like orc cleansing and orc strengthening, which was my second book choice, which is Building a Radiant Aura. And this is by uh, Sonia Roman. And this book is really about the strength of that uh, subtle aura and, you know, 
building your like literal personal bubble like you and I were talking about in that it doesn't have to be so much like, hey, this is my boundary. It's that you've created the boundary around yourself. So regardless of what the person is doing, it like bumps off your boundary, literally bumping off your aura as opposed to you having to verbalize it at all, like feeling safe in your own bubble. Mm-hmm. Who is the author of that one? Sonia Roman. Okay. Yeah, super cool. Yep, very cool. Love it. More books to buy. (laughs) I know. All the cool stuff. Well, setting boundaries is something that's important. And it's something that is important for your self-care your so you feel more empowered in your own daily life and you know you can set boundaries for yourself with balanced diet with exercise there's i mean there's a lot of ways that you can take care of yourself with boundaries 100 percent, i love it perfect i'm kat khan and i'm tanya rice and this is two pittas on a pod signing off thank you for listening to two pittas on a pod We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.